Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is Friday, June 28, 2019. And on this report, I will be talking about what it means to be a liberally progressive city. Here in 2019, I will talk about what the term progressive means in general. Since I often ask myself, what does that mean, progressive, and what are we supposedly progressing toward? I wonder and I ponder the meaning of the terms that are supposed to describe those who live there, those who live in liberally progressive cities. The idea for this report actually came from the world of politics, but also the world of football. Ironically, the same liberally progressive city. I read a football story a few days ago about a player who was taken number two in this year's NFL draft by the San Francisco 49ers. The unusual thing about the player is that he once reportedly said something derogatory about a well-known former 49ers player and something positive about Donald Trump. So the writer speculated that his value might fall due to his willingness to use forbidden speech and to possess forbidden thoughts, but apparently his value did not fall. The player ended up with San Francisco anyway, and the writer said that city is one of the most liberally progressive cities in the country, so he didn't know how its fans would relate to the player who is apparently not yet woke. That started me thinking about what the term liberally progressive really means, I know, that San Francisco used to be one of the most beautiful cities in the world, but that was before it became as liberally progressive as it is now. So perhaps it's when a city reaches third world status. Maybe that's what it means. I spent some weekends in San Francisco in the 1970s and have visited it from time to time since then, but I would not want to visit now. I choose not to visit San Francisco now because it is liberally progressed from most beautiful city in the country to third world outdoor toilet. It's become a drug-infested cesspool of filth, garbage, human excrement, and used needles in a very short time. So I guess I do know what the term liberally progressive actually means. In his recent article, writer Michael Snyder said, quote, right now, nearly a quarter of the nation's homeless population lives in the state of California. More are arriving with each passing day. When you walk the streets of San Francisco or Los Angeles, you can't help but notice the open-air drug markets, the giant mountains of trash, and the discarded needles piles of human feces that are seemingly everywhere. If this is what things look like when the U.S. economy is still relatively stable, how bad are things going to get when the economy tanks? End quote. Lilana Farha. United Nations Special Rapporteur for Adequate Housing. In a recent visit to the city, compared conditions there to the slums of Mumbai, Delhi, Mexico City, Jakarta, and Manila. And she said the crisis in San Francisco is comparable. I personally was in downtown Los Angeles a short time ago, and I tried to avoid the worst of it, but I was walking to dinner at a downtown restaurant with my family just as it was getting dark. And I noticed I had to be very careful not to step on people sleeping on the sidewalks. I'm not the only one to notice this. The governor, governor of California, Gavin Newsom, has also noticed 
his state's liberal progression, although he apparently doesn't like to hear about it. The governor is also formerly the mayor of San Francisco, and while speaking to a local group there recently was quoted as saying, quote, I can't read a damn article about this city anymore without poop maps. Give me a break, end quote. Well, governor, you might be tired of hearing about what you and your predecessors have done to San Francisco and Los Angeles, but if it were left up to me, you would hear about it every hour of every day. You would see it on television and on the front pages of newspapers. You would hear about it on the various social media sites you frequent. But that's not the liberally progressive way, is it? No, those things are not to be talked about. Certainly not to be laid at the feet of the governor. My memory may be getting a little fuzzy now, but it seems to me that before Gavin Newsom, the Brown family controlled California for my entire life. First, it was Pat Brown as governor, then his son, Jerry, who was approximately my age. During their terms, things have changed in California, changed in the whole country, but especially in California. Aside from the changes to the cities I've already mentioned, there have been many others. California used to be a solidly Republican state, at least in national elections. But now it will never be anything other than what it is. Yes, California's future is baked in the cake, I'm afraid. It's irreversible. Governor Newsom says California will always welcome and protect its immigrant community, but I wonder if he is willing to accept the full weight of that statement. It seems as if he is willing because of the sanctuary cities and even the whole state now a sanctuary state, illegal aliens. Even criminal ones are instructed by the governor personally how to avoid capture and consequences for their crimes. Right now, there are about 139 million people living in Mexico, about 38 million living in California. Will the state of California accept the whole population of Mexico? What about El Salvador and Guatemala? Let's not forget Congo, Benin, Somalia, Sudan. All want to come. They all want to come as well. How much? is enough. How will we know when we have enough? Surely the governor of California is smart enough to realize that the safety net we have created for the American people cannot be extended to the whole world. It would then collapse if we tried. Recently, Governor Newsom was quoted as saying, quote, America in 2019 is California in the 1990s, the xenophobia, the nativism, the fear of others scapegoating, talking down or past people, the hysteria, and so on. We're not going to put up with that. We're going to push back. What we're doing is working. I think Democrats are winning right now. The GOP is headed into the waste bin of history, end quote. Well, the governor, heaven is my hell. But he could be correct, at least about the GOP, I suspect. It is headed for the dustbin, but so is the Democrat Party. In fact... Everyone is headed for the dustbin, and it has nothing to do with xenophobia, nativism, or any other ideology. It has to do with demographics. Demographic forces have been set in motion which are now irreversible for California and for the entire country. For example, in 1970, California was 80% white. Now it's barely a third of that and falling. The state is already starting to crack under the weight, obviously. But people are starting to notice the cracks. 
The homeless population is exploding in San Francisco. 17% increase in one year. In Los Angeles as well, while those who have homes are voting with their feet. In a recent poll, 50% of Californians polled said they would like to leave the state if they could. CEO Magazine recently named California the worst place in America to do business, but the governor countered with a GDP figure of 3.5% growth in the last five years. What the governor doesn't say is that that figure is heavily influenced by the tech industry in Silicon Valley, which has companies that now boast of making plans to alter the 2020 election by denying access to information for those with whom they disagree. Those are the giant tech companies which constantly lecture the rest of us on diversity while hiring only a tiny percentage of women, even tinier percentage of African Americans out in Silicon Valley. A mantra seems to be, you do what we want you to do, and you think what we want you to think, but since we are masters of the universe, we'll do what we choose to do. The governor is consistent in one area, though, so I have to give him that. He continues to invite and protect the third world, even the criminals. He doesn't seem to care whether they're criminals or not. He says he's sick of hearing about it. He doesn't want to hear about it anymore. Though if he doesn't want to, he is safe behind his wall compound, his state-funded army of protection that is always there for him. He can travel by armored limousine with windows blacked out so he doesn't have to view the piles of human feces while he lectures those of us out here in flyover country about xenophobia. Politicians such as Governor Newsom tend to reside in palaces, seemingly oblivious to the filth they have created right outside their walls. California freely issues driver's licenses to eagle, illegal aliens now, which can then be used for voting, but the state is no longer alone in doing so because New York has joined them in diminishing, if not abolishing American citizenship, if all you need to do to get a license to drive, which also entitles you to vote, is show up at a state office then what good is citizenship, or what value is it? Think about this, folks, because it's probably more simple than I've made it sound. The entire third world is free to vote in American elections and elect candidates like Governor Newsom favorable to them by just illegally crossing the border and simply walking into a DMV office. The cause or the result of all this, depending on how you look at it, is that a new moral reality has been introduced and accepted in America. In only 50 years, the moral view of the Western world has been replaced by something entirely different. A new vocabulary has been introduced to accommodate a vocabulary of victimhood with certain forbidden words, the mere mention of which will not be forgiven. The masters of all this new morality I will refer to as the legions of the woke. They're woke, you see. They understand what a stupid, ignorant rubes Flyover country can't seem to understand, it seems then, that the term liberally progressive is really a euphemism for the city's refusal to follow the prime directive. For any organism, whether human, animal, or governmental, the prime directive is to survive. In California and other such places, the Legion of the Woke have taken the state and the cities by the hand, as Dr. Kevorkian would have and said, come on, take my hand and follow me. 
It's easy. You won't feel a thing. The people of California followed him right to where death is inevitable, irreversible. That's too bad and too sad. The burdens placed on the state of California and its grand cities of Los Angeles and San Francisco is like the man driving a, dragging a heavy bag of, of rocks up a hill. To use Don Derbyshire's analogy, when the man is young and strong, he does okay, although slower than necessary. But as more and more rocks are placed in the bag, it becomes harder and harder, slower and slower, till finally he stops. He can no longer drag the load. Finally, folks, the system created by the legions of the woke is based on a simple concept. Anything that was good, moral, righteous, just, and desirable in the 1950s is now bad, immoral, unrighteous, unjust, and undesirable. The very thought of opening a discussion about whether these new thoughts might not be true is absolutely unforgivable. No amount of groveling apology will save you. Utter an incorrect word or express an incorrect thought. And after you bow down and grovel, the legions of the woke will parade your head through the streets on a spike as an example to others. At least that's the way I see it. Till next time, folks, this is Daryl Castle. Thanks for listening. <laughs>